This is Bigger Pockets Daily, and this Tuesday, like every other single day, I'm going to read you an article to make you a better real estate investor. The article comes from biggerpockets.com blog, but you're busy, so we give you the information in audio form too. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Three Phases of Your Financial Life Where Are You? by Paul Moore How often do you ask the big questions of life? Why am I here? What was I put on the planet to do? Who ate the Outback leftovers that I clearly marked in the company fridge? Semi-boneless ham. Does it have a bone or not? Hmm. So today's podcast deals with some weighty life and even investing issues. I came across a pretty cool chart from Visual Capitalist that got me thinking about the different phases of a real estate investor's life. So I'm going to go ahead and summarize that chart because you can't see it. But if you want to see it, you can go to biggerpockets.com right inside this blog post and see the chart for yourself. All right, so let's talk about the stages. Now, the chart kind of breaks down the investor's lifestyle into three phases. One, the accumulation stage, two, the preparation stage, and three, the retirement stage. Let's talk about stage one. This is the early stage of an investor's career, like between the ages of 20 and 35. With a long time until retirement, these investors can afford to take a whole lot of risks. They have time to recover from mistakes. Time and natural inflation will usually fix the short-term volatility that comes from investing in stocks and other assets that fluctuate wildly in the short term. Investors are told to focus on capital gains to build the value of their portfolio. As serial entrepreneur and Harvard case study contributor Wade Myers told my then 23-year-old business partner, take your risks while you're young. It's okay to mess up now before you have a mortgage, a spouse, and kids to support. If you're going to swing for the fences, I'd do it sooner than later. It will be much harder and riskier later. 
Stage two, preparation. Let's dive in. This is the long stage from about age 35 to 60-ish. Investors in this stage are preparing for retirement. They are accumulating, investing, and spending a lot. Financial planners recommend those in this phase dial back risk and balance their portfolio with more predictable assets like investment-grade bonds. Stage three, retirement, baby. At 60-plus, investors are supposed to be setting up to enjoy the rest of their lives. The top priority is not losing money. Note that this has always been Buffett's top priority. I wonder what we can learn from that, hmm? With a portfolio that is limited to equities and weighted heavily toward fixed income and money market securities, investors are focused on cash flow and not outliving their income stream, which is the longevity risk. Investors need to account for dramatically higher medical expenses, and though financial planners have traditionally projected lower taxes after retirement, let's be honest, someone is going to have to pay for the massive deficits we've run up. <sighs> and I'm sorry to tell you that someone lives in your town. At your address. And mine. Note that this issue, massive tax deductions, is one of the major reasons you should be investing in real estate. Mm. And speaking of which, how do the stages apply to real estate? Well, there's really no right answer to this question. There are probably as many answers as there are real estate investors in the world. But as someone in their third decade as a real estate investor, I'm hoping to offer some thoughts and reflections from my history and the experiences of hundreds of others I've interacted with on bigger pockets and elsewhere. But please note that I'm not using all those age ranges because the REI stages don't need to last decades as they describe. And I know many of you didn't start investing in real estate until you were much older, and that's okay too. Start where you are, right now. I didn't make my first RE investment until I was 36. Stage one, real estate accumulation. This is the time to build the value of your portfolio. It's the time to learn a whole bunch, to see what you're good at, to build a team, and to be mentored and coached. You'll probably have more time than money in this stage, and you should consider risking this time. Your most valuable asset in every stage, to learn all you can. Though this will vary based on what you want to do in the long run, here are some potentially great real estate and general strategies to consider during this stage. This is far from an exhaustive list, by the way. Wholesaling homes and other properties, very time-intensive, but little capital needed. Wholesaling lease options, acquiring homes subject to the seller's mortgage to build a rental portfolio with little to no money down and no debt in your name. Lease option sandwiches or even wraparound mortgages. This consists of acquiring a subject-to home and doing a lease-to-own to a tenant buyer. House hack. Craig Kurlop has an amazing book on this topic. Check it out. Flip homes on a one-off basis. Build a rental home portfolio. Use the Burr method to hold homes and grow your portfolio. Coaching and or mentoring. For all, but especially if you want to get into larger commercial deals. Partner with more experienced investors. Consider trading your time to gain a window into their experience. Experiment with high-risk strategies. This would be the time to make mistakes. Stage one, mm-hmm. Though this happens occasionally, it's probably not the stage to plant your final victory flag. You may well emerge from this stage with some confusion about what you really want to do in your investing life. Boy, I know I did. Though this may discourage you, I actually didn't ultimately figure out what I wanted to do until I hit my 50s. 
Stage two, real estate preparation. This is the time to evaluate what you learned in the first stage and implement it to grow your portfolio and your company. This is the time to take the skills, the knowledge, team, capital, debt capacity, and more to really kick your REI career into gear. This could be the time to move up from employee to self-employed and or from self-employment to running your own company, where you'll leverage others' time, talents, and capital. Once again, there are many different paths to follow and a lot of overlap from what we talked about before, but here are some ideas to consider. Consider moving from flipping or wholesaling to buy and hold rentals. Learn to syndicate to leverage OPM, other people's money. Partner with someone from your coaching or mentoring group. Be a star student and partner with the coach. Share your knowledge and build your following, then raise capital to do bigger deals. Consider moving from single-family to multi-family. It's generally easier to manage a hundred doors under one roof than spread out all over town. Consider moving from residential real estate to commercial. Many investors are branching out into self-storage, mobile home parks, senior living, and a whole lot more. Stage 3. Real Estate Retirement This is the time to move from active to passive real estate investing. You've climbed that proverbial ladder. You've gone from leveraging your time and dollars to leveraging other people's time and dollars. You've gone from employee to self-employed or even to business owner. Now it's time to put your dollars to work for you. Like a farmer who plants tiny seeds and reaps a massive harvest, you will be planting the dollars you've earned into the ground of other active investors and their projects. Though the following list is more strategic than tactical in nature, I hope it's helpful at least as you consider this potentially fulfilling and profitable stage of life. Leverage your wisdom in knowing who to invest with and what to invest in. Leverage your understanding of and history of certain asset types to ask the right questions and carefully plant your dollars. Draw on decades of seasoned relationships to get the help and advice you need. Take advantage of the painful lessons you learned along the way and know what pitfalls to avoid. I got a podcast called How to Lose Money, and we have not interviewed anyone who achieved great success without painful failures along the road. Know what hard questions to ask to vet a great sponsor and a great deal. Know what questions to ask when things are going wrong. You should be in a position to help bail out your syndicator's sinking ship through counsel, even if you didn't even cause the problem. Now, value preserving capital more than growing it. You will naturally follow Warren Buffett's number one rule of investing. Learn to say no far often than you say yes. Value focus and the joy in overcoming the temptation to chase shiny objects. Appreciate the value of giving back and mentoring the next generation more than the value of making the next dollar. Read the new Brian Burke book called The Hands-Off Investor and apply its many lessons in everything you do. I'm not just trying to do an ad for a BP book. I promise. I think this book is critical for anyone who wants to invest passively. Have a big why where you passively invest your time, talent, and treasure. Mine includes fighting human trafficking and rescuing its victims. Okay, so um, now what? I want to remind you that this is a very general overview of a topic that needs laser specificity. The missing ingredient here is, of course, you. You need to bring your life, your goals, your context, your dreams to this table and see how this analysis could fit in. 
but I hope it brings you some clarity and sparks some ideas. Speaking of clarity, my friend Mike Dimsky shared this quote from Tom Bilyeu. Clarity requires you to know more than just what you want the end result to be. It means that you know the exact steps you need to take right now, tomorrow, next week, and throughout the month to get closer to achieving that dream. What phase are you in? And how are you going to move to the next? Hmm? Hope you enjoyed hearing that perspective. Before you go, are you interested in getting your personal finances in order? Then check out the Bigger Pockets Money Podcast, hosted by Scott Trench and Mindy Jensen. To learn how to save for big time investments and launch yourself toward the life of your dreams. I'm Tyler, and I can guarantee you, I'll be right back here tomorrow.